I'm an eternal optimist when it comes to the market, but there are corrections that happen and how we respond to those are the ones who are more successful if they respond in the correct ways. But those who, who panic, then those are the ones who, who lock in their losses and don't benefit. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery. Glad to have you back inside Perfect Game Retirement. I like our topic today. We're talking about things nobody says in financial planning. We got some good, we got five kind of quotes, I guess you'd say. We're going to run through them. These things you would never hear from somebody. And we'll explain why that is and probably why you'll never hear these things when it comes to planning. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We got a mailbag question coming up too, plus a little getting to know Ryan as well. So a full show uh, today. But we got to start off with an update. I think one of our last episodes, maybe it's two episodes ago, we were talking to you about your son's uh, championship game he had coming up, Ryan. You got to give us an update. Yeah, it was uh, it was an awesome game. Uh, so again, kind of people may who who could be just joining us for the first time. So my son plays um, football. It's it's kindergarten or in first grade. So yes, in the South we do play tackle football at the age of five and six years <laughs> old. <laughs> Uh, so it was awesome. I mean, they made the championship game. Uh, it was it was just it was a cool game to watch those kids at that age kind of put it on the line uh, for a game. And long story short, we did uh, my son's team did lose. Uh, they lost in overtime on the extra point. Uh, we did not convert. Oh man, the extra point. So it was it was gut wrenching. I mean, I was um, so proud dad moment um so yes i'm gonna brag on my kid a little bit i don't like doing this but <laughs> so he, they go out there for the uh coin toss he's a captain one of the captains and i look over and he's just puking his guts out um right before he's gonna walk out on the field like literally literally puking his guts i mean <laughs> wow. he probably threw up eight ten times uh and that's not an exaggeration he just kept doing it kept doing it so i said son you're just nervous bud He's like, am I sick and I can't play? I said, I, I don't. I said, do you feel bad? He says, no. I just my uh, my tummy hurts. I said, well, that just means you're you're nervous, bud. But you can't, you know, it's just a game. You can't put this kind of pressure on yourself. Just go out there and have fun. I said, as soon as the first play's over, you're gonna forget about this, and and that's what happened. So he's he's the quarterback, and he he did a run out to the little bootleg run out to the right and he just leveled a kid uh, on the sideline <laughs> and it was kind of like okay that was the light switch that that kind of went on for him but um anyway the team both kids played both teams played great um I mean my son my son did score five times um oh wow so nice. again proud dad moment so I can boast on my kid a little bit um but he did he did awesome but yeah he got stopped short on the on the extra point and he just he was devastated he just laid there and i was so proud of him that that and i was proud of all of our team that uh, we we left it out there on the line and came up short but it was a good good life lesson for him well yeah i hate to hear the result but uh yeah definitely a lesson learned and it seemed like an awesome game so glad mm -hmm. they're playing glad they had fun and uh you know wish it could have been the other way but i'm sure he'll be i'm sure he'll win a few games uh, over his football career as we move forward so not too worried. Yeah, about I was. That it was pretty cool. The announcer at the very end, too. One, one more thing. I'm gonna shut my mouth uh, about my kid. But at the very end, they were announcing the kids, and and they they waited till the end to announce my son. And they the announcer says, 
can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he said, uh, "Folks, you're gonna you're gonna need to remember this kid's name." <laughs> and he said it was it was pretty cool. He had a big old grin on his face, so it was it was it was neat. Well, that's a perfect transition to our getting to know you question. Uh, so I'm gonna ask it to you now, mm-hmm. because uh, what I was gonna plan on asking anyway before we even talked about that was, uh, when it comes to your kids, um, what did you name them, and why did you choose those names? So. Uh, I'll start with my son since that kind of leads into what we were just talking about. So with Lucas, there there wasn't as much, um, I guess, of a thought process or a meaning process into his name. We did have a couple names. And as a former teacher, you have a lot of kids in your classes over time. And one of the kids, one of the names that it was boiling down to, it was a young man that I didn't enjoy having in my class. <laughs> so I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, I keep thinking about this kid every time if I said this person's name. So that's what kind of eliminated the the last one. We did, so funny story of the name Lucas. So I did uh, my last year coaching at Brookwood. I did coach a kid named Lucas Sims. Um, he's in the big leagues now. Oh, yeah. He was drafted in the first round. And so I kind of kidded with Lucas. I'm like, man, I named my son after you. Uh, he's like, really? I'm like, eh, no, not really. But <laughs> I, I, I like you, so that helps. <laughs> that, uh, and I said, if you become a superstar one day, then okay, I'll change that story and say we named him, named him after you. But just, I don't know, we like the name. Again, it doesn't hurt that we like like Lucas Sims. He's a great, great young man. But I just kind of liked how Lucas Ledden kind of flowed together. And so his name was more just we liked the name than anything. And then my daughter is Lindy. Um, and so my mom, who we've talked about on the show before, has, has passed away. She passed away almost uh, 15 years ago now, or 16, almost 16 years. Uh, she Her name was Linda. And so my wife had the idea. She's like, why don't we name our daughter, uh, who is my oldest, why don't we name our daughter after your mom and just, you know, change, change the last letter. So instead of Linda, we, we named her Lindy. So that's, and the crazy thing is that she, uh, again, looks just like my, my mom, um, oh, really? all her wow. baby pictures and stuff. So yeah, it's just really cool how that, how that, uh, kind of transpired with the names. That's very cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, and very cool to hear the stories about Lind- uh, Lindy and Lucas that we always hear on the show. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll learn more about them, I'm sure, as we go forward. But let's get into our topic today. And, and look, if you haven't joined us before, uh, Ryan is president and financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management. You can find him online at blackoakam.com. He has a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro. Um, so you can get on there and schedule your, your retirement coach 360 session online right now. But you can also call directly to the office at 470-508-0508 uh, and get in touch with them there. But I like today's topic because, as I mentioned off the top of the show, it's things nobody says. So, so a little bit of a different uh, twist on what we usually talk about on the show. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun because these are things you probably never heard anyone say, probably in your office or anytime you've, you've been around anybody when it comes to financial planning or retirement planning. So we have a lot of fun with, uh, with these five statements today. We'll start off with this one. This is perfect as we close out uh, recording right now, the end of the year, and, and people are thinking about contributions. But the first one is, I really regret putting money into my Roth IRA every year. You won't hear that. <laughs> no, uh, that's, a, that's a great uh, intro into Many of these, uh, like you said, I've never, never heard of any of these. So that's why it was a great show topic for, for today and got a chuckle out of every single one of them. And yes, uh, regret putting into money into your Roth every single year. Uh, that is certainly not the case. It's usually the voice of regret 
of not doing it and not doing it sooner. Um, and, and it's, we're all guilty of, we should have done this. We should have done this sooner, a, a earlier ages, if you will, but putting money in, maxing that thing out every single year, whether it's maxing it out or putting something in, at least in the account and having that compounding interest growth on top of tax-free growth. Uh, it is a comment that you will never hear. Uh, I've never heard someone go, God, I gotta take my money out of there. It's just not, it's just uh, that tax-free growth is just not what I want. <laughs> um, <laughs> never, never heard that before in my life. And and we used to talk about this when I was a, a high school teacher and we used to go over personal finance. And so I uh, when we did personal finance, I, I, my, the econ class that I taught is was 18-year-olds, so it was a bunch of seniors. And so I love teaching that group, and we used to just talk about that on just the dollar amount that you would have to put in to potentially be a millionaire. Obviously, there's some you know what-ifs on what your um, rate of return is and all that, but it's old adage information. It's nothing new. Obviously, the sooner you start, the the bigger this account will get one day. But we just kind of started going over the numbers. Hey, if you start when you're 18, you got to put 90 bucks a month in. If you start at 25, you got to put this. If you start at 30, 35, 40, we just went through the different ages. And But it's like anything else. It's like, you know, being healthy. Like we know how to be healthy. It's yeah. not rocket science, but we are not a healthy society at, at all. And same thing with sometimes with our finances. Some people are very responsible and some aren't. And yeah, p- regretting putting money into a Roth. I will never, I hope I never hear that comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It takes discipline um, with finances, you know, just like with your health, you, you just got to stick to a plan and it's tough to mm-hmm. do. Uh, yep. It's easy to cut corners along the way or, or cheat yourself out of, uh, you know, I'll skip this month and I'll put it in next month. You know, not mm-hmm. a big deal. But all right. Number two, in retrospect, I should have spent more and saved less over the years because now I don't know what I'll do with all this money I have before I die. <laughs> uh, yes, that's that. You're not going to hear that comment either. And, and it's usually the fear of running out of money is is the problem. And many times when we go over retirement plans with people, there's usually pretty simple solutions to a retirement income plan, whether they run out of money or not. It's save more, work longer, um, spend less. And so there's three easy solutions. And I say easy, but they're painful a lot of times. And most people don't want to do uh, those three things. But the, the easiest solution to that is just save more and save earlier, kind of piggybacking our last point there. So yeah, wanting to die. Now, you know, people kid a lot of times, hey, I want to cash my last check, you know, um, <laughs> and then die. Well, that usually doesn't happen that way. So we're going we're gonna to do a different plan and, and hopefully have some money left over. And if there is some money left over, then great. Then, then we get to leave it to a beneficiary, whoever that beneficiary is. And so some people kid about, oh, I don't, I don't want to give like, you know, $2 million to my kids. Well, okay, there's, there's worse things in life. But Okay, if you don't want to do that, then there's plenty of charities out there who will gladly take your two million dollars and and put it to use. So, right. there's there's solutions to that as well. <laughs> yeah, no question. Um, life insurance conversations when we have uh, from time to time, and it takes us to our next one. Uh, the life insurance payout I got when my husband died was a little insulting because it's like he thought I couldn't handle the finances without some help. And I think the bottom line for this one is like you know. Nobody's going to be upset that you were thinking about them or left them more money than they expected. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's where, as a comprehensive financial planning firm, I mean, most of how we get compensated is through financial plans and the um, management of their 
finances, whether it's you know retirement accounts, what have you. But also we do uh, life insurance as well, and it's part of a comprehensive uh, plan. So we're not just only doing life insurance or just only doing this. So I feel as a comprehensive advisor or coach that those things need to be taken into consideration. And and when you look at the whole pie, then I think you just take a different seat at the table as far as talking about life insurance. You're not a sales guy. And, and I used to do that when I first got in the business. I was with a large firm who mainly sold life insurance. Great company, but it wasn't for me. But I've had, I've had to deliver um, three life insurance checks. And each time that comment that was just mentioned has would would not remotely uh, come across their their lips because they are obviously in mourning their spouse has passed away but to see the look of relief that from at least a financial situation that they're going to be taken care of um most of the time it's tears uh, i think every single time it's been tears right. that the person has has cried that hey there's just one more thing off my plate that i don't have to worry about and then also knowing that we are there to kind of guide them through that so yeah people joke oh life insurance i got to sleep with one eye open well <laughs> if you got to sleep with one eye open there's bigger problems yeah. than than that and of course if that happens you're your spouse isn't going to collect on the life insurance proceeds because they'll be in jail for murder. So um, <laughs> that's not a good argument. But thinking that you're trying to get sold a life insurance policy, again, it's more of a gift uh, than anything. Are there situations where it gets oversold? Yeah, it, there, there are. There, there are definitely situations where it's not the right fit. But getting a life insurance death benefit is relief to the spouse that's left behind. Right. Well, our next one, let me remind you before we uh, give you our next one. If you log on to blackoakam.com, the first thing you're going to see when you get on the website is a retirement rescue kit that includes uh, uh, how to defuse a ticking tax time bomb. So think about that when I read this next one. Um, <laughs> you probably will not hear this inside the Black Oak office, but it makes me feel patriotic to pay more taxes than I have to, so I don't enjoy finding ways to pay less. <laughs> Yes. Um, obviously, yeah, that's not what the retirement rescue kit is about at all. Um, it's about <laughs> paying our share that we that we have to pay, but not being at the mercy of the IRS down the road if tax rates change, which could happen. Um, obviously, the state of Georgia is all eyes are on the state of Georgia for the runoff election coming up. So by the time this is broadcast out to all of our listeners, we'll be um, pretty much where that runoff election is. So we may kind of right. know a direction. So I guarantee you we will have a tax um, topic in 2021, whether it's a sweeping change or maybe just some small modifications or none at all. We'll see how that happens. But not, yeah, people, again, they, they want to pay their share. Obviously, we have to because um, we don't want to be tax evaders. But we want to be as responsible with it as possible and what are some ways that we can be more tax efficient, not tax avoidance, but tax efficient. And so by moving some things around here and there for the short term, it may add more tax. Uh, so whether it's a Roth conversion or contributing to the Roth and not getting a tax deduction, it may increase your tax burden for the current year. I tell people that I may actually increase your taxes for the year based off of some of the planning that we're going to do. But in 10 years from now, or five years from now, or 20 years from now, 
you're going to be thanking me when tax rates do go up and they will go up. How much? I don't know, but they have to. Uh, you'll be thanking me down the road that you're not at the mercy of what the IRS or what Congress or whoever's in the White House with a stroke of their pen is going to change your tax code immediately and you're not going to be at the mercy of it. Yeah, and it doesn't make you any less patriotic to uh, to exactly. cut trim down your taxes along the way either. Something to point yep. out. Uh, all right, last one, and I think this is a, a good one. As you think back on, on 2020 and how that year went, could you ever imagine someone saying, Hey, I love the big market corrections. It's like a really fun roller coaster ride. 2008 was probably my favorite year. <laughs> no. Uh, no. It, and, and sometimes it, a lot depends on perspective. I mean, obviously, we still have a couple few weeks left uh, as the recording of this in 2020. And some people who have stayed the course and actually put money into the market the tail end of February. March and April, um, they they are kind of enjoying what this ride has been from a from a market perspective. I shouldn't I right. shouldn't say that word lightly. Enjoy because that's not the case. There's been a lot of inconveniences, and yes, there has been deaths, but it's just more of uh, fear uh, than than anything. But it has caused our lives to to change rather quickly, and hopefully that will be a thing of the past here pretty soon. But will remains to be seen. But yeah, those people who stay the course, and that's is, I tell people that's where, as advisors, that's where we earn our money when the market does what it did this year, because it's easy when 2019s happen. I don't have people calling and saying, "Hey, what do you think? What do you think?" It's just, wow, that you know the market's doing really well, and you don't get phone calls like that. It's just kind of status quo. But when it happens the way it has this year, by staying the course through very, very rough waters there for a while. I mean, just volatility that we've never seen before. And that could pop up again. I, I don't know. We, we don't know what this vaccine is going to do. We don't know how the distribution is going to take. We don't know. Uh, there's a lot of things we don't know. So there could be more corrections in, in our immediate future. There's going to be corrections. That's what I tell people. And I'm not a pessimist. I'm an eternal optimist when it comes to the market, but there are corrections that happen and how we respond to those are the ones who are more successful if they respond in the correct ways. But those who, who panic, then those are the ones who, who lock in their losses and don't benefit. So there are corrections. Capitalism is not a perfect economic system, but it's the best one out there. Um, I'm sure people um, may argue with me on that, but for the most part, it's created the most, the, the most wealth ever. And yes, is there a disparity to some degree with kind of the the top 1% and the bottom sure there there is but it doesn't stop people from being able to have a chance at that and so market corrections right. are going to happen because there's greed that's a real thing uh, we saw it in 08 that last quote part of that quote there 2008 was probably my favorite year that's <laughs> that was not for a lot of people it was devastating for a lot of people because yeah. the recovery took a while too so market corrections can benefit you but uh, going through it is uh, is is definitely tough yeah the up is great but it's just those downturns and, and when it drops significantly in a day or two or a week it's like oh man will this ever end you just have that hopeless feeling but mm-hmm. it's just what the market does is up and down but these are some things that you'll never hear anybody say or i mean maybe if they enjoy pain uh, along the way you might hear it once or twice <laughs> but for the most part these are things nobody's going to say when it comes to financial planning all right let's get a mailbag question in before we close out today's episode of perfect game retirement and it comes in from Harold in Holly Springs Georgia He says, I'm still working and and plan to work for at least another two years. 
but I'm now old enough to start taking my social security without being limited on how much income I can earn. Is this a recommended strategy? That's a great question, uh, Harold. And so the normal, and, and I actually had this conversation last night. I had a, uh, a fee-only plan last night with a, a review with a, a couple, and they're, they're getting to that point. They're not where Harold is. Um, so what Harold is saying, for those of you who are getting close to Social Security or maybe even past your full, they call it FRA, full retirement age, for some of you that are knocking on the doorsteps of retirement, then it may be in 66 and four months, 66 and eight months, whatever that number is based off the year that you were born. But anyone born 1960 or after your full retirement age is 67. So as we start aging in population, it's going to be, everybody's going to be um, 67 as their full retirement age, but some right now is 66 in a, in a few months. But so what Harold's asking is, if you take your social security before your full retirement age or your FRA, you do get docked, if you will, a penalty on how much income you make. And the income thresholds are not very high to where you will take a reduction in your social security. So most of the time we tell people, okay, and, and I know Harold's not asking this, but don't claim your social security if you're working full time because you're going to take a haircut. So just kick the can down the road, let it accrue more delayed credits inside your social security. And so Harold's saying, okay, let's say Harold's full retirement age is 66 and six months. Okay. If you want to claim it, then he can, and he will not get a reduction in benefit at his full retirement age or after. So he can make $10 million a year if he wants to, and his social security benefit will not be reduced because of his income total. The flip side of that is, so some people say, hey, I can take it now, put that money away, invest it, which is true. That's absolutely true. However, right now the federal government is guaranteeing a 8% increase on your social security for every year that you delay it past your full retirement age. So let's just use easy math. So if it's if it's 66 is your full retirement age, if you delay it to 67, boom, you just got an 8% increase. If you delay it another year, there's another 8%. So it can be as high as 32% higher if you delay it all the way to 70 years of age. So I, a lot of times I tell Harold, someone like Harold, hey, I have no investment vehicle that I can guarantee you 8%. That does not exist if it was maybe the late 70s, okay, different story. Well, I could throw you a CD and, and put that in there and you get 8% guarantee. But right now, the Social Security Administration is saying, hey, 8% delayed credit every single year. So I tell people, hey, could you get more in the market? Sure. Yeah, you got to take on some risk, but you could get 8%. But right now, I can't look you in the eye and say, hey, you're going to have an 8% increase on, on your Social Security if you invest that money. So a lot of times I just tell people, hey, I would delay it. You get a guaranteed 8% and that's going to be that benefit stick, sticks with you for the rest of your life. And you get the cost of living uh, if they do accredit you one each and every year. So there's a lot to delaying it. I'm not saying delaying is always the answer, but a guaranteed 8% from the federal government, that's that's pretty stinking good. Yeah. And thanks for breaking that down for us, Ryan. Kind of gives some people some idea of Exactly what Harold's asking about, because we might not all know. I didn't know for sure uh, his question, but good question, Harold. And it sounds like 
you know, always a little deeper planning is, is needed. So if you or anyone listening today wants to sit down and, and talk with Ryan about uh, Social Security or whatever you have on your mind in terms of your retirement and in your financial planning, you can do so by logging on to blackoakam.com. You can uh, contact Ryan right there, schedule your 360, your retirement coach 360 session right there online as well. You can also call him if you prefer to do that. 470-508-0508 is the number. And uh, look, new year, as we uh, as we publish this episode, it's a good time to kind of get things in order, be be getting ahead on on what could be another busy year. Who knows? But key is, you know, earlier you plan, the better off you're going to be. But enjoy this episode. Ryan had a lot of fun going through the things nobody would say, and uh, and give Lucas our best on his championship <laughs> effort, and hopefully uh, 2021, maybe he can bring home the the trophy. Yeah, and I didn't. Uh, by the way, I didn't. I didn't tell my wife um, that he did throw up until after the game because he probably <laughs> wouldn't have played. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, I'm glad you told her because she might know now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, man. We'll take care. We'll talk to you guys again soon. New episode coming in a couple of weeks, so please hit subscribe, and we'll talk to you again on Perfect Game Retirement. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta, Cartersville, and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.